Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, good evening and welcome to the Big Red Bench. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you until 7 o'clock on a busy, busy weekend of sport. We look back on the show this evening on Cork City's one-all draw with Galway United at Turner's Cross last night. We'll hear from City Manager Colin Healy, goal scorer Jack Baxter and John Caulfield back in Turner's Cross. We'll chat to John Caulfield as well between now and 7. It's the final day of the Premier League season tomorrow. Ronnie Whelan will be here. It's only really the top four to decide. Will it be Chelsea, Leicester or Liverpool? We'll see what Ronnie thinks. We'll go to Semple Stadium for reaction to today's action there. Tipperary with a big win over Galway. We'll have reaction to the Cork Lady Footballers win last night over Tipperary. And indeed to the Camogie win for Cork today over Kerry as well. All that, plenty more to come between now and seven. Yeah, good evening and welcome to the bench. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you until 7 o'clock. Lots going on this evening and lots going on this weekend in general sports-wise. The Cork footballers in action later on this evening. The Cork hurlers in action um, tomorrow down in Porky Cueve. I'll be down there myself. And of course, we had uh, the Cork lady footballers last night. Cork City in action last night as well. And as I mentioned, it was a one-all draw for Cork City last night. They did take the lead. A great goal from Jack Baxter, who's on loan from Preston but Galway with a late late equaliser making it Cork City 1 Galway United 1 so Colin Healy will hear his reaction and Jack Baxter's reaction and John Caulfield the legend um, Cork City's most successful ever manager and record goal scorer club legend very very strange to see John in the opposition dugout last night as manager of Galway but uh, he said it was wonderful and he was delighted to be back in Turner's Cross and just nice to see everyone and everything so we'll hear from uh, John Caulfield uh, later on in the show as well or actually quite soon um, we'll hear from John Caulfield as I said it is a big weekend in the Premier League because it all comes down to the battle for the top four we know Man City are champions we know Manchester United will likely be second we know who's relegated so only the top four is to be decided is it going to be Chelsea Leicester Liverpool it's two of those three which two will it be um, I reckon Ronnie Whelan fancies Liverpool and you can't blame him because Liverpool obviously in a in a good position now and pretty confident after their goalkeeper last week Alisson getting that header uh, and uh, putting them in a good position to, uh, to probably leapfrog Leicester you would think and uh, you'd have to fancy Chelsea and Liverpool I think now for those Champions League places but Ronnie Whelan will be here later on in the show chatting to us about that and all the uh, the last day's action in the Premier League tomorrow as well we'll go to Semple Stadium a little bit later too because Valerie is in Semple Stadium this evening Tipperary up against Galway there earlier on so we will hear reaction from that game and of course uh, Cork and Westmeath in action then in the hurling in the Alliance National Hurling League tomorrow as well in Porky Cueve as I said we'll have reaction to the Lady Footballers win last night Cork defeating Tip uh, Cork 3.15 Tip 2.6 and in the Littlewoods Camogie League today Cork had a big win over Kerry in Division 2 this afternoon to finish Cork 2.14 Kerry 5 points Jer McCarthy was at uh, both of those games for us so we'd have reaction 
from all of them as well. But let's round up some of what is going on in the world of sport today. And uh, we'll start actually with rugby because Cork's own Ronan O'Gara, Rog, he's got a lot of trophies and a lot of European Cups as a player, a hugely successful career as a player with Munster and with Ireland and obviously a few Heineken Cups with Munster as well, uh, notably in 2006 and 2008, uh, winning those Heineken Cups with Munster. Can he win? Uh, it's not a Heineken Cup anymore, but it's a Champions Cup now. Can can he win one as a manager, as a coach? Well, uh, it's level at the moment between Ronan O'Gara's La Rochelle and Toulouse in the Champions Cup uh, final at um, at uh, Twickenham this evening. So we'll see how he gets on there. Uh, it is La Rochelle 12, Toulouse 12 in that game. Elsewhere then today as well in football, it's the playoffs and Brentford are back in the Championship playoff final. They beat Bournemouth 3-1 in the second leg of their semi-final this afternoon, meaning they'll go through now 3-2 on aggregate and they go on to play the winner of Swansea and Barnsley. And that game gets underway in about 25 minutes time. Kickoff in that game at the Liberty Stadium in Swansea at 6.30. Swansea leading from the first leg 1-0 there from the first leg of the semi-finals. So um, Barnsley will need to overturn that if they want to join Brentford in the playoff final. And they say that's the richest game in football, don't they? It's worth like £100 for the team who go up um, to get up to the Premier League for next season. So big, big money at stake there for whoever does eventually make it up. In the League One playoff semi-final, this afternoon, one of the semi-finals on Sunderland. Um, they're hoping to work their way back up. They've had a torrid few years, gone down through the divisions. If, if you watch the documentary Sunderland Till I Die on Netflix, it does a great story of it. And um, they're not going up this year because they were they won today two one against Lincoln, but on aggregate they were beaten uh, Lincoln through to the final on aggregate three two. So Sunderland are going to have to wait another year. Here at home, we mentioned uh, Cork City, the men's team last night, uh, drawing one all with Galway. The Cork City women's team was beaten today 3-2 by Treaty United in the Women's National League at Turners Cross. Um, elsewhere in Gaelic Games, as I mentioned, the Cork footballers in action this evening in Division 2 of the Allianz Football League. The Rebels face Leash. Throw in at Port Leash is at 7 o'clock and we'll be reflecting on that game and looking back on it with reaction on the Big Red Bench here tomorrow evening from 6 on Cork's Red FM. Elsewhere today um, in the Allianz National Hurling League, Division 1A Tipperary. They have beaten Galway in a scoreline of 219 to 20 points at Semple Stadium. It was Jason Ford and Noel McGrath with the goals for Liam Sheedy's side there and Valerie was talking to Liam Sheedy after that game so we'll hear some reaction from there a little bit later on the show as well. It's uh, Tip's first win of the campaign, two draws before that. In the Littlewoods Camogie League, as I mentioned, Cork beating Kerry in Division 2 this afternoon. Cork 2-14, Kerry 5 points. And in golf, Padraig Harrington and Shane Lowry both just five shots off the lead ahead of their third rounds at the PGA Championship. Rory McIlroy is currently out on the course. We'll update you in a few minutes on how he's getting on. Uh, the lead there going into the final day's play at the PGA Championship shared by Phil Mickelson and Louis Oost-Azen. But it is at Turner's Cross last night where we start. Cork City won, Galway United won. It was the final game in the first round of games. So we're now a third of the way through the season and it has really been a disappointing um, opening round of games for Cork City. Just two wins, um, four losses and uh, a couple of draws along the way as well. And one of those draws was against Galway United last night at Turner's Cross. City took the lead late in the second half. Uh, around the 79-minute mark, I think it was, Jack Baxter. He's on loan from Preston North End. And uh, he got a cracker of a goal. 
great strike into the shed end of Turners Cross an unfortunately empty shed end of Turners Cross but uh, it wasn't enough to uh, to hold on for the win because Galway um, as 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 Galway have been doing quite a bit this season getting a late late goal to equalise and uh, City had to be happy with the draw last night but I imagine it was Galway who were happier with the draw last night in Turners Cross and John Caulfield as I said the legendary Cork City manager was Galway manager last night very very strange so we'll hear from John in a few minutes we'll hear from Jack Baxter but first I got the reaction of Cork City manager Colin Healy Colin I suppose uh, a point here tonight but probably disappointed with the way the game went in the end yeah no it was it was I suppose listen we got a great goal by Jack and I suppose listen disappointed you can see the goal in probably in the last minute of the game but um, yeah disappointing yeah um, down to 10 men in the second half Galway obviously with the sending off um, it was hard to make out what happened over there could you see it from where you were I couldn't know to be honest I couldn't know I just think I, I don't know there's probably a scuffle inside the penalty box I don't know Keane Coleman went down listen Keane's an honest lad I don't think he would have went down you know so um, I don't know I don't know what's happened to be honest I haven't seen a lot of cards in the game I mean it was like 9 or 10 yellow cards and the sending off uh, was it that kind of game did you think that that, that, that has warranted that many cards I mean, there's no harm that it was a bit of bite in the game you don't mind that either um, just probably thought in the second half listen when they were down to 10 men I thought we could have controlled the game a lot better and we didn't do that it was probably a frustrating thing about it I suppose listen if you don't control the game like that you're, you're always going to give them a chance to get into the game and listen in the last last few minutes we gave them an opportunity and we didn't defend it well and they got a goal which is very very disappointing to take disappointing for the lads as you say obviously to take I mean, I mean a, a late late goal like that and you probably after Jack Baxter's goal probably had a couple of chances where he could have won the game we did yeah we did but you need to you need to when, when you're down to 10 men you need to control the game and we didn't do that we kept giving we listen we put three or four passes together we giving it away but you need to control the game control the game and listen we didn't do that tonight and we kept giving silly free kicks away in dangerous areas where it's, and they're, they're they're dangerous on set plays listen they had a throw in there we didn't deal with it and they scored and it's um it's it's disappointing that it is fantastic goal for Jack Baxter I mean uh, probably one of the best goals he's ever scored he was saying himself there um, he's with the club until the end of June are you, are you hoping to hold on to him longer than that or do you know yet no, well, listen we, we, we speak to Preston we speak to the lads like, but listen it is it's, it's a great goal for him and he can do that but I think he needs to do it more he needs to have more shots outside the box as well like, but it was a fantastic strike and uh, listen it's, uh, it's good to get his first goal would you like to see more of that in general kind of long range shots from outside the box sometimes you're kind of trying to play it in uh, like Garrod obviously takes a few whacks like that but would you like to see more lads do that yeah no listen we have listen the bags had one there in the, in the first half is probably closer in like but listen it's listen you got to be in control of the game too to have shots like that you know you need to keep the ball for a small bit longer but listen as I said it's, it was a great goal and we're delighted from so the first third of games now is kind of finished after tonight Colin how do you reflect on it yeah no listen I think, listen listen I, I always think that we can we can we can improve we can improve and listen we got another big game now against Cove on uh, Friday night so probably need to get the boys in tomorrow and we need to get ready for that one. Cork City manager Colin Healy talking to me after the match last night Cork City won Galway United won he mentioned that match against Cove Ramblers next week down in St. Coleman's Park Friday night uh, it's going to be a big one looking forward to heading down to St. Coleman's Park haven't been down there in a while and uh, both sides really in need of a win because um, Cove Ramblers are down the wrong end of the table as well and they suffered a 2-1 defeat after having led in the game um, to Athlone Town last night as well so uh, City v Cove local Zarby um, in the league next week but you heard Colin Healy talking about the goal scorer last night Jack Baxter he's on loan from Preston North End Colin Healy said they might hope to keep him for the rest of the season but officially his loan is up at the end of June so realistically as it stands he only has a couple of more games left at Cork City but I spoke to Jack after the game last night and he was happy out with his goal Jack um, disappointing not to get the win tonight but an absolutely great goal from yourself yeah it was a good goal but 
not getting the three points is the main thing and it really hurts us to concede a goal like that as well so late on it really hurts the team everyone in there you can tell it's really affected us um, it was a, a tough game I mean it was a real battle there was a lot of cards there was 9 or 10 yellow cards in the game sending off it was, was it a tough game to play and it was a real lot of fighting in the game Like, yeah very stop start I almost feel like the sending off killed us a bit uh, second half they sat off and we just didn't break them down as well as we should have done and the amount of free kicks and cards we got just not good enough to win we needed to be better your own strike obviously you'll be proud of that one you'll, you'll enjoy watching it back even though you didn't get the result tonight is that one of the, the best goals you've ever scored uh, it's up there yeah uh, it's, it was a good goal and I'm happy to get my first goal hopefully there's plenty more to come um, conceding that late goal obviously as you say very very disappointing not to hold the lead um, I mean it, they, they, you, just, you just couldn't hold on to it and you probably had, had chances to win the game before they equalised I know uh, we had a good chance and it's key that we finish the game off we score we make it 2-0 and then the game's done doesn't matter if we concede that we win 2-1 so we need to be clinical score those goals and then the mistakes like that aren't as crucial but unfortunately we didn't get the second and then that cost us after tonight's game now it's a third of the way through the season the first round of matches is over how do you reflect on the first round of matches I think it's been very inconsistent I feel like found a little bit of form uh, obviously a win tonight would have massively helped us it would looked so much better in the table we'd gone up to something like fifth but unfortunately we didn't get the win and I feel like our form's been in too inconsistent we need to improve that definitely in the last in the next however many games it is Cove Ramblers up next down in St Colman's Park next week a local derby and you had Cove Ramblers here in the opening game of the season and got the win Cove are struggling they were beaten again tonight but I mean in a local derby that really matters does it? Yeah local derby it all goes out the window it's just scrappy it's about who wants it more it's just a, a fight and hopefully we can repeat what we did here get the win because at the end of the day the win's crucial And just finally Jack how long are you on loan here for because it was mentioned that you might be going back over pretty soon but uh, are you here for another while? Uh, I'm here till the 30th of June so I'll do everything and I can well here and uh, hopefully get as many points on the board as I can Are you enjoying it so far? I'm loving it here so far it's been great all the lads are great life in Cork's good I just can't wait for things to open up and experience it a bit more Great stuff because you haven't really experienced the, the, the life of the city yet I suppose have you? Not, not quite just a few walks being able to see the city but so far I'm enjoying it here and it's been good Great Thanks Jack Thank you so we're all bait from the walks. Jack Baxter, uh, goal scorer for Cork City last night. He's not really experienced the, the nightlife and the, the whole life of Cork City at all, really, has he? I mean, and even in terms of Cork City in the, in Turner's Cross in the league with the crowds and so on, he's only played an empty stadium. So if he did get to extend that loan, he might, uh, experience more of the Cork lifestyle and experience the crowds in Turner's Cross and so on. But as it stands, he does return to Preston on the 30th of June. Now, John Caulfield, a man we all know and love very much. Much. Uh, he was back in Cork last night. His first time ever, I would imagine. Unless maybe he might have done it uh, years ago as a manager with Avondale or something uh, in an opposition dugout against Cork City. Um, he was managing Galway United last night, but obviously um, he, he's, he's known and loved in Cork for being the record goal scorer with the club and uh, also being Cork City's most successful ever manager. Um, and uh, very, very strange to see him in the opposition dugout last night, but uh, had a chat with him afterwards and it was nice to catch up with John. It was great to see him last night and uh, he said that he was, he was delighted to be home I suppose in Turners Cross John first of all I suppose uh, how did you feel being back in Turners Cross tonight and I suppose in the opposition dugout strange feeling yeah Columns was fantastic to be back you know great to walk through the gates you know had so many great memories here 
um, would have been fantastic if it was a crowd well it was great to meet everyone you know all the stewards all the players and management the press great to meet everyone it was uh, just great to be back um, as, as being in a dugout it's a new dugout so I've never been on that side before wouldn't have been there again <laughs> I wouldn't be there so it was different and uh, we were very close to each other myself and Colin so um, but uh, yeah great to be back it was a feisty game to say the least um, something like 9 or 10 yellow cards sending off uh, the ref was pretty card happy uh, for both teams wasn't he? Yeah and I didn't think it was that type of game you obviously with Colin in charge and you're coming here you expect both teams to commit it but I didn't think there was any you know but nowadays in football you know cards are getting out much easier but you know it was just two committed teams but I'd have to watch it back but it was frustrating because there was seemed to be a lot of decisions that I felt that you know it was a night that maybe the result wasn't meant for us but look at um, it certainly wasn't wasn't a game of that many cards like yeah, the, the sending off in the first half we, we couldn't really make out what happened over there I don't know if you saw it John no it was just the two lads were uh, it was a corner for, for, for Russ and uh, and our, our lads Steve Walsh and Kane Cole were holding on to each other and they both hit the ground together and um, you know I think there was a guess made at it um, but certainly um both guys were, were, were good afterwards um, they both hit the ground but it's very difficult nowadays because you know sometimes they're sending offs you know I'm not sure even that people even knew what was going on I think there was a lot of calling and talking but um, certainly was frustrating and because uh, it wasn't that type of night it was not that type of game and the problem is when you do that then in the second half you end up giving a few yellow cards and tackles that you're going well if that's the case maybe they should be red but you don't want anyone sent off and I don't you know what I mean but um, that was frustrating but the only thing about it is that City got a great goal um, second half looked like they were going to win it and my lad showed great character and got a fantastic equaliser and in the second half we were really good and we played well with 10 men you know, probably better than we had in the first half at 11 but we certainly took the game and we were very dangerous second half and uh, you know we're happy to go home at the point you probably had more chances or created more chances in the second half with 10 men than he did in the first half yes certainly you know we had the goal disallowed you know for the corner he said he just stood offside hard to know um, we had a couple of ball, balls across the box we were certainly a lot more dangerous in the first half we started nervy didn't control the game obviously Mark McNally made a very good save from Mikey Place but other than that the second half we were much better and, um, and we were good and uh, you know, my team maybe needs a little bit of belief. Um, you know, a lot of them have never played. Have never, a lot of them have never won. Yes, Conor McCormick and few, but a lot of the local lads haven't. And uh, we're trying to bring in a culture that week in, week out, that we can perform at a high level. Did you think of the game lost when Jack Baxter got that wonder goal? Did you think it'd be hard to get back into it with 10 men? Well, with 10 men, you're always thinking yes. But still, the way the lads have gone, the way they train every day, the attitude, the hunger, they give me everything and that's all I can ask for. And, uh, you know, over the last, since the start of the season, this is our eight game, we've scored, I think, five goals in the last in the last five minutes. Yeah. So you're always thinking, it was the type of game where I felt that we were dangerous. It was just a question now that with the, with the goal, obviously, see, we're going to probably sit in and try to kill off the game and we had to make sure we got up the pitch to, to put the pressure on. And, uh, and we did. We got a, we, we got a great equaliser and we're happy with that and um, and uh, we're happy to go home with the point you know, we, came for, we came for three points but we're going home at one point it's the end of the first round of games now John uh, reflecting on it I suppose uh, Cork City be disappointed probably with how it's gone for Cork City so far uh, how do you feel it's gone for yourselves in Galway? This is a marathon this is not a sprint um, no one needs to be disappointed or sorry long long way to go there's um is it 19 games to go? 19 games. A lot, lot, lot of points. Any team that can go and put three, four wins together. 
put you right back up near the top. Okay, everyone's saying Shelburne uh, and maybe so, but the playoffs was the first five. Playoffs is down to fifth, so I mean, it, fifth. everyone really has a chance still. Uh, absolutely, and a, a lot of teams are really, really even. So, um, you know, it's a marathon. It's It's been in September, going into October, being in, being in the top, in the pack, in the top five. That's where you want to be. Great stuff. Good to see you back at the cross, John. Thanks, Colin. Thank you. And it was great to see John Caulfield back at the cross last night. Um, even if it was in the opposition dugout, um, a Cork City legend. But uh, unfortunately, um, Galway did get that late equaliser and it was only a point for Cork City. Cork City won Galway United nil the final score last night there. And as we mentioned, Cork City and Cove Ramblers is the next game. A big, big one down in St. Coleman's Park next Friday night. This Friday coming, 7.45 kickoff at St. Coleman's Park. So we will be down at that game and very much looking forward to going down to St. Coleman's Park and seeing a local derby it's just a shame that we still don't have the crowds because St. Coban's Park and Cove would be full with Cove fans and Cork City fans on Friday night if it was normal circumstances hopefully when the teams play each other again later on in the season at Turner's Cross crowds will be back at that stage fingers crossed but uh, both Cork City and Cove very much in need of a win really on Friday night so it'll be very interesting to see how that game goes both sides will be battling it out and it's always a a tough one to call in a local derby especially between Cork City and Cove Ramblers Okay, we're going to move now to cross channel football because it is the final day of the Premier League season it came around quickly it feels like the season flew this year and it was a strange, strange Premier League season without crowds. But uh, the crowds are back in for the last weekend. There'll be 10,000 at every single match tomorrow. All games are kicking off at 4pm tomorrow in the Premier League. And we're joined once again by the one and only Ronnie Whelan, a man who has won. Well, um, they weren't called Premier League titles in your day, Ronnie. They were um, they were first division titles in those days, but they, they're the equivalent of the Premier League titles. And we're going to start by chatting about the battle for the top four, Ronnie, between Chelsea and Leicester. And of course, now your team Liverpool as well and I think you'd have to fancy Liverpool wouldn't you uh, after that unbelievable goal from the keeper Alisson last week I mean that was amazing wasn't it unbelievable wasn't it it's, uh, every, we see goalkeepers coming up all the time and they do score goals now and again but I thought it was just such a brilliant header from a goalkeeper <laughs> you know he's near post and he swivels his neck and gets it in the far post far corner um, a great header but it, it was a great moment for Liverpool it, it, it's been a bad season all round for them um, but they have finished off okay, haven't they? They're top of the form league at the moment. Um, and you have to think a crowd back at Anfield or a certain amount of crowd back at Anfield on Sunday and they should go on and beat Crystal Palace. You definitely fancy him, wouldn't you? I mean, I think the, the Anfield crowd definitely has been a factor. I mean, there, there's many, many factors why Liverpool had a bad season this year, but they've certainly missed probably more than a lot of other clubs. They've missed the crowd at Anfield, haven't they? Yeah, I think so. When there was low times in games, they weren't getting any backing from the crowds, um, which I think they it does a it does a different atmosphere at Anfield um, than a lot of other grounds. And also, opposition feel intimidated by the when they run out on Anfield, they they freeze a lot of players. Yeah, so they missed all that this season. But um, I think they'll do enough to qualify for Champions League now. The goal difference is better than Leicester heading into Sunday, so if, if they win, they should be okay, you'd imagine. Uh, Leicester themselves up against Spurs. A Spurs team and a, and a club who are kind of in disarray. We saw them during the week. The fans were protesting in the grounds. Uh, they've sacked Mourinho. Ryan Mason is in there. Nobody knows who will be managing them next season. And a big factor for Spurs is Harry Kane has said he wants to leave the club. So, I mean, would you fancy Leicester to get the three points there, Ronnie, against Spurs, who seem to be all over the shop? I was driving into Liverpool um, to do the game yesterday and I was listening to the Tottenham game and I'm sure Tottenham players 
must have said at halftime, oh, it's great to have the crowd back, isn't it? When they just got booed off the pitch. By the, by, you know, they get 10,000 people and they get booed off the pitch. But that's what, they, that's what they're up against. I, I, I don't think they'll go down without a fight. I think they'll have a fight at Leicester. I'm hoping they do. Um, you would think that uh, Liverpool drawn, Leicester drawn, Liverpool would still be okay. Um, yeah. So I think Tottenham will go there and I don't think they'll give up on this. And Harry Kane also is going for the golden boot. So he's got one more game to try and catch Salah and be, go ahead of Salah. Um, I, th- I, think it'll, I think they'll draw there. I think Tottenham will go there with a little bit better than they play a little bit better than they did in midweek and they'll get a draw. And like if Harry Kane is to leave Spurs, I suppose he'll want to go out on the high, won't he? Yes, definitely. It does look like he's going. He went around the ground clapping the other day, didn't he? Um, if I was him, how good he is, you you would want to leave and get to a... I'm not going to say it's, it's a, a bigger club. Tottenham are a big club in their own right, but to get to a team that will win trophies every year, like Liverpool, Man United, Man City, um, the, the, top, the top four, or even go abroad, Real Madrid, Barcelona, I'm sure they'd all be looking for him. The other team in contention then, and they're the team in third at the moment after beating Leicester during the week, is Chelsea. Obviously, they were beaten by Leicester in the Cup final last week. Um, Leicester probably enjoyed the celebrations, and Chelsea came out winners between the two teams then during the week. Um, do you think Chelsea are safe enough in third, Ronnie? Will they have enough to beat Villa? Villa had a great win in midweek as well, didn't they? Uh, Watson yeah. scored a couple again. Um, it's, it's a difficult one to go to Villa now. Grealish is back in. They seem to be wanting to play more. Villa, they'll have fans back in as well. So I think the home fans, a lot of the games this weekend, the home fans are going to play a big, big part in it. You know, when you've got your, your own fans in, I saw Burnley against Liverpool in midweek. Burnley, they, they re- really reacted to the crowd and they, they went at Liverpool. Um, so I think that the crowds are really, really going to help Villa. So I wouldn't... I can't call that one Chelsea and Villa. Chelsea, as we, as you said, are going for Europe. Villa are just going to play out the season, but I think back at home, Grealish back in the team, I think Villa will, will cause them major problems. It's it's tough to call, Ronnie, isn't it? I mean, which one, which two of the of those three are going to finish in the top four? It could be any of the two. You fancy Liverpool. Who's a go- If you had to call two of them, who would you pick? Liverpool-Chelsea, if I had to go for it. Um, then we just have a look at some of the other games across the weekend uh, we won't look at, through all 10 games on Sunday because all teams obviously kicking off at 4 o'clock on Sunday for the last day of the season we'll have a look at Man City and uh, obviously been a wonderful season for Man City champions again of the Premier League and still have a Champions League final to come against Chelsea um, at the end of the month as well they're up against Everton um, at home Everton obviously on the back of that shock defeat against Sheffield United last week um, do you think Man City will finish off the season in style in front of their home fans back at the Etihad as well, Ronnie. I mean, they've been great all season. They'll want to continue that against their fans and go into the Champions League final, I suppose, on the back of a win and in confident mode. Yeah, the team that you see against Everton, probably you'll be able to pick the team that's going to play in the Champions League final from. Because I don't think the team that play against Everton will be the team that will play in the Champions League final. I think they'll make plenty of changes. But we've seen all season when Man City make changes and... Um, put the players out there, you're looking and you think, well, they, they've all cost 25, 20, 40 million. So they um, they have a huge squad and I think they will be, um, yeah, I think they'll be well able to beat Everton. Everton's result last week was terrible, but then they pick it up midweek and they get a win over Wolves. So they're up and down at the minute, Everton, but I think City will, will beat them. United then are in second still and up against Wolves on Sunday. Um, I mean, it's been a good season for United. I mean, I think everyone at Old Trafford will be happy with Solskjaer, what he's done and what the team have done. They weren't, they like, they wouldn't have been expected to finish second. So second and a Europa League final and hopefully if they were to win the Europa League, they'd be pretty happy with that, wouldn't they? 
I'm sure they would see it as a very, very good season. Um, even they're beginning to make some um, excuses lately that, that, that Harry Kane, what's his name, Harry, that centre-back is out. Maguire, yeah. Maguire, yeah, sorry, Harry Maguire is out. And then they're, they're saying, oh, if Harry Maguire was in the team, we would win everything. But um, <laughs> everybody's made excuses this year. But United have done really, really well. Solskjaer, for me, has done a great job when he looked like he wasn't going to keep his job. They kept faith for him. Um, I think the fans should be happy with the owners that they did keep faith with him because it, he's right up there. Does fancy him to finish off the season with a win against Wolves on Sunday? Yes. And just a word for West Ham, Ronnie. They're up against Southampton on Sunday. I mean, a great season for David Moyes and for West Ham. They've, they've missed out now on the Champions League. But uh, I think they'll be happy with their season, won't they? Up against Southampton now on Sunday as well. They will be happy, but there'll also be a, a hint of um, disappointment in it that they didn't get in the top four because at, at one stage they were looking... Really, really good. Um, they lost a few big games. Moyes was even saying, Dude and I, yeah, great to be where we are, but we really wanted to be in the top four. They haven't made it. Um, and I think they will go out with a, with a win this, this weekend as well, West Ham, at home to Southampton. Hopefully we can go out with a win as well, Ronnie, this weekend um, in our charity bet with Sport Nation. Who are we going to fancy this weekend? Because I think last last weekend of the season when some games don't mean anything and some teams have nothing to play for, it's hard to call. So who are we going to go for? Well, I'm gonna, I, I said that the crowds back at grounds will help the home team, so I'm going to go with yeah. four homes this week. Um, it's, I, I, I've looked back on some of them. We've been unlucky with a couple last week, especially with Everton losing to the bottom club that relegated. Yeah. But we're going with um, West Ham to beat Southampton, uh, Liverpool to win against Palace, yeah. City to beat Everton, Leeds to beat West Brom, and Arsenal to beat Brighton. All home wins there. You fancy... You fancy the crowd to make a difference, so Ronnie, for all the home teams? Yes, I do this weekend. And the teams that are playing at home are more than capable of, be- of beating the teams they're playing against. Great stuff. All right, it's a big, big day on Sunday uh, to finish off the season. Uh, just to finish off then, the following at the end of the month, Ronnie, before we go, Chelsea, Man City in the Champions League final. Who do you fancy? Chelsea, after losing the, the, the FA Cup final to Leicester, were really, really down. They, they had a couple of bad results. The manager was blaming himself for making too many changes and getting things wrong. I don't think it's going to get any better for them. I think Man City in a cup final, big pitch, will have players all over the pitch. And I do believe Man City will be more than good enough to beat Chelsea in the Champions League final. Ronnie, great stuff. Uh, listen, enjoy all the games on Sunday. And thanks for chatting to us all these weeks in the, in the, on the Premier League. And uh, enjoy the off-season and a break from the football as well and play plenty of golf, I suppose. Yes, that'll be me now. Everyday golf. Um, sorry <laughs> we haven't won any, an awful lot more. We haven't won any money for the charity. Hopefully this weekend we'll get a couple of quid. Fingers crossed. Successful last weekend. Ronnie, listen, enjoy the weekend and thanks a million. Thanks, Colin. That is the Ronnie, the great Ronnie Whelan there um, chatting to us about the last day of the Premier League season tomorrow. He fancies Liverpool and Chelsea to get those top four places. Is he right? We'll find out tomorrow afternoon. As we said, all games are kicking off from 4pm uh, tomorrow afternoon. All simultaneous uh, kickoffs tomorrow. Uh, just having a look at the golf, as Ronnie was mentioning golf for you. Uh, Rory McIlroy is two over par now um, at the PGA Championship over in the States. Uh, two over par for the day which makes him five over par overall and uh, the lead still held there on five under so Rory's miles off by Louis Oosthuizen the South African and uh, Phil Mickelson 50 years of age the legend big Phil Mickelson could he win another major he has plenty uh, majors for for himself already will he get another one we'll find out over the weekend um, Ron Nogara hoping to get himself a Champions Cup as a coach he has plenty uh, he's a couple anyway already as a player but as a coach he is looking to win it with La Rochelle today um, against Toulouse 
Toulouse uh, in Twickenham and currently 63 minutes on the clock it's La Rochelle 12 Toulouse 19 so not going to run Nogara's way at the moment but still plenty of time to turn it around and in the football as well just kicking off now um, at the Liberty Stadium in the second playoff semi-final of the day Swansea up against Barnsley no score there just kicking off as we said and the earlier game saw Brentford go through to the final um, winning 3-2 in aggregate and 3-1 on the day today right coming up we're going to hear from the Cork Ladies football camp after their win last night we're also going to hear Cork Camogie with Jer McCarthy and we will go to Semple Stadium. Valerie will be getting the reaction of Liam Sheedy to Tips win over Galway today at the Alliance National Hurling League. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench. Yeah, welcome back to the bench. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you until 7 o'clock this evening. Still Toulouse 19, La Rochelle 12. 66 minutes on the clock now in the uh, Heineken Cup final. Or not the Heineken Cup anymore, the Champions Cup final at Twickenham this evening. Ron Nogara's La Rochelle. Uh, Raj, I was just watching an interview earlier on with Raj before the game. He was buzzing. He was like a child buzzing for the game. Uh, so you'd like to see him do it. But um, you'd imagine he's going to end up at Munster, like, isn't he, as a coach over the next couple of years. Um, but it would be nice if he can pick up a Champions Cup with La Rochelle today uh, still a bit of time to get back into that but it's Toulouse 19 La Rochelle 12 um, elsewhere then um, scoreless in the early stages as well Swansea and Barnsley in the playoff semi-final um, I was going to say at Wembley but it's not at Wembley it's at the Liberty Stadium isn't it in Swansea uh, we're going to turn our attention to Gaelic Games now for the next while coming up we're going to chat um, about uh, how the Cork Lady footballers got on over the weekend in just a few minutes but first of all Cork Hurlers in action tomorrow down in Porky Cueve. I'll be down there myself and we'll have all the reaction to that game here on the Big Red Bench tomorrow evening from 6. It's Cork and Westmeath in the Allianz National Hurling League tomorrow. But first, today, up in Semple Stadium, Tipperary were in action and they beat Galway in a scoreline of 219 to 20 points. Uh, so a good win there for Tip. It was Tip's first win of the campaign after a couple of draws. Jason Ford and Noel McGrath with the goals for Liam Sheedy's side. Valerie was at the game for us. She was at the press conference after the match then as well and was chatting to Tip boss Liam Sheedy getting his reaction to Tip's victory today. Looks nice to get a win board, Valerie. Um, you know, we I thought at 2-7-6 to six we were we had a good flow in the first half and a few chances that we normally take we didn't take and God, we hit us for five just before half time and then they came out after half time and they struck two more so that was seven points without reply and you know, they probably had all the, all the wind advantage but we hung in there we picked off a few scores and look I suppose, you know, probably getting the extra man gave us a little bit of impetus I think there was hard bodies out there I ended up using seven uh, of the bench so it was hard bodies for finish but we just picked up some really good scores finishing up and um, look just, just about shaded in the finish but I'd say the extra man was probably the difference Obviously the bench was influential as well today yeah, it was, you know, and probably would have been disappointed maybe in the last two matches we didn't feel we got enough on the bench. But today, you know, I think they, they struck five from play after coming in. And uh, But it, you know, I think also the quality of ball that we may be moving up that end of the field was a bit better today. You know, we were, you know, we could have had maybe one or two more goal chances early on if the final pass had to come off. But, um, you know, I, I think we're still a work in progress uh, after three rounds of the league. But for the third week in a row, we've come with a really good spirit, a really good attitude. And I think the the, willies, the, the willingness is there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's positive. Look, as I said, it's nice to get the victory. This will probably be our last home game in, in Tipperary style. Uh, the way that the way that the last two rounds of the league are away, and obviously then we've championship, which is neutral. So nice to finish, I suppose, our uh, last game here as competitive game in Torres with a win. 
Yeah, but I think, you know, that platform for that maybe, I thought we worked very hard, especially in the second half. I thought, our, there was, you know, there was no real quality good ball going in. You know, it was a difficult day for the Galway forwards because it was going in 50-50, and that's full credit. I thought we brought a lot of energy to the middle third in that in that second half after the initial period. Uh, and I think when we when we bring that level of pressure, I'd be very happy if the ball's going in 50-50 with that defence that I have in there. So, uh, yeah, some really good blocks and some really good pressure put on some players when they got the ball. So, uh, yeah, look, it's overall, it's, it's that's not make or break, but it's very pleasing. A lot of wide from both sides, but a lot of scores and shoot for scores. So that's something that really is probably just uh, rustiness, is it? Yeah, look, I mean, 14 again, you know, we were 17 last week, 14 today. But, you know, I'd probably be more concerned, Stephen, if we weren't getting the chances. You know, we created good chances. And sometimes as well, I thought, you know, we were shooting from outside when maybe one more pass. Uh, and you know, I thought Jason was free inside, and Noel had a few chances that I thought he should have got the ball, and we went for we went for the score. But as I said, we're still a work in progress. Um, but you know, if, you know, we've, we've got we scored two nineteen, and we four, we've we'd have had fourteen wides on top of that. You know, that's that's not a bad. There's a lot to like about that. We needed that win in a big way simply because of the news that Bonner Mare is out for the season. That's heartbreaking from his perspective and Tipperary supporters too. Yeah, it is. It's it's. I think it's really tough for like you know. I mean. Like he's just a warrior. I mean, I, I think he's such a loss to the championship. He's such a loss to the year. Um, you know what he's gone through. Like the way he brought himself back. I mean, he's the fittest man on my panel. Like you know, at the age, like the way he's applied himself since last January is just incredible. It's incredible. Um, and and like you know, it's it's probably tough, tough on me. It's tough on the lads. It's, you know, I'm probably felt we had to represent him today because he's at home watching that, and like he brings he brings an energy into the field. He he has dictated, you know, how we want the Tipperary attitude to be and spirit to be for the last 13 years that is Tipperary boss Liam Sheedy chatting to Valerie um, and uh, other members of the press at the press conference today after Tipperary's win over Galway 219 to 20 points the final score there the Cork Lady footballers they were in action last night in the Ladies Football National League Ger McCarthy was there for us and after the game uh, Ger caught up with uh, both managers uh, Cork had a good win there 315 to 26 was the final score over Tip and Ger chatted to the Cork boss Boss Efi Fitzgerald at full time. Um, Efi, firstly, from your point of view, uh, important to get the win, but there was a lot of positives in that performance. Well, the second half, I suppose we we pulled away a bit, but we weren't happy with our performance in the first half, and it's something you know that we need to work on. I think it was more maybe more the mental thing. The girls might have been a bit nervous, maybe you know, first game of the year in front of the TV cameras and that. But we we never got into the flow of it. And Tipperary were very physical, and they were winning a lot of the breaking ball and. While we had chances, I don't think we ever got <coughs> going in terms of having a floor to our game. So um, <coughs> we made a few changes at halftime, and you know the game opened up. I suppose a little bit more in the second half, and you know the girls were, were phenomenally fit. To be fair, so we had a lot of options as well. So um, we like we created so many goal chances, and you know I think we took three. We could have had seven or eight, but that's not a bad thing either. I suppose. Um, you know, going forward because there's, there's lots of things we can work on. But certainly, I think the big, the big thing for us today is that we need to put in 60 minute performance in terms of our our attitude and our you know, uh, I suppose our commitment to the to the game from the start. That's something that we, you know, we're we're learning, but something we need to work on all the time. So you know, you, against the better teams, if you have a lapse for 10, 20 minutes, you're you're going to be in trouble. So um, and Tipperary did that to us. So you know, they, they got two goals, and you know. We're breaking through quite easily, so. Um, but that that's been a little bit picky, I suppose, in terms of the second half performance. I think we outscored them, but you know they got three or four points, maybe was it in the second half? Two, two points, points, yeah, two six to two, yeah. So, um, 
So from that point of view, I suppose we have to say we, we tightened up um, in the second half that little bit more. We put Melissa in centre back and, um, you know, I thought, you know, it was a Rogine, that was Rogine Fielding's first game for a long, long time and I thought she did very, very well. So, you know, going through the going through the team, the old Warriors, Kira as well, um, you know, I don't know what she had to do to get a free, but um, I better not say any more about those things. But anyway, um, I just felt that, you know, we, we, we probably need to be a little bit more clinical, but that's understandable. I mean, that's Libby's first game as well um, for a long, long time there. And, you know, but I thought... I, I, I'm pleased with the results but loads of things to work on and we deliberately didn't play any cha- champion, or challenge game sorry against outside opposition prior to the league because we wanted to come into it fresh and we knew we'd be we'd be a little bit rusty and we lost a few players in last week as well you know Anya Terry's out injured and um, Ashing Hutchins they're, they're minor things but you know we have Marie Ambrose come back and we have Emer Coyley and all those girls so there'll be lots of competition for places um, Darren O'Sullivan so it'll be a hard team to pick I suppose when we if we can keep everybody fit, but that's the way we want it. And, you know, I suppose the big thing is we were able to get game time into an awful lot of girls tonight, um, which is pleasing for us. And I think the girls are just happy to get back out there and, and get at it. But, you know, we have Tipperary the Championship as well, so we know they'll be, you know, they've a few, few players out of the squad as well, so they'll be fairly formidable then too. But um, good to get two points and, and get on the board. And, you know, um, we can look forward to the next week, playing Dublin here next week again, which will be... That is uh, Cork boss Efi Fitzgerald, Cork lady football boss Efi Fitzgerald last night after their win over Tipperary 315 to 2-6, the final score there, chatting to Ger McCarthy. Ger also briefly caught up with the tip manager Declan Carr. Uh, Declan, not the result you wanted, but that first half performance um, and in the cameos off the bench, uh, what would you say your overall uh, view on that match is from Tipperary's perspective? Uh, I suppose a typical game of two halves, really, you know, um, did very well, competed well against the wind and, and put Cork to some degree on the back foot, uh, came out optimistically enough in, in the second half and, and were, were probably hard to figure, I need to watch it again, did Cork up it substantially or did we drop off? Um, but there was a difference then um, and the game just ebbed away from us or slipped away so uh, you know I take the positives out of it uh, good outing for, for a couple of the younger girls on their first time and stuff and we take the positives from it and, and also look at the stuff where we failed and, and learn from it and move on That's Declan Carr the tip manager uh, tip lady football manager talking to Ger McCarthy last night after they were defeated 3.15 to 2.6 by Cork uh, let's just give you an update in the rugby Ronan O'Gara's La Rochelle as they are now known you can call them La Rochelle you have to say Ronan O'Gara's La Rochelle uh, 75 minutes on the clock there now it's La Rochelle 17 Toulouse 22 that's the current scoreline there uh, so not a huge amount of time left but uh, there is still time for Ronan O'Gara's team to get back into that in the Champions Cup final at Twickenham um, and then uh, one game underway as well in the playoff semi-finals it is Swansea up against uh, Barnsley I was going to say Burnsley, Burnley it's Barnsley and it's Swansea nil Barnsley nil there after 13 minutes as well we're going to turn to Camogie now because in the Littlewoods Camogie League Cork had a big win over Kerry in Division 2 this afternoon it finished Cork 2-14 Kerry 5 points and afterwards Ger McCarthy spoke to Cork Intermediate Manager Mark McCarthy OK congratulations Mark uh, a good win for Cork Um game of two halves I mean you struggled a bit with the elements in the first half but you really kicked on in the second that's it look at overall it's uh, it's a positive win uh, it, regarding the first half performance we weren't happy with it uh, 
we failed to adapt to their strategy in terms of dropping players back and we said it to the girls there at the water break that we, we have to communicate better we need to get into our positions we have to get our structure right that came with the communication our leaders stood up there and uh, once we found our feet and adapted to their shape uh, and their running game I think we, we upped our performance then we were more clinical we were able to get the ball into the forwards and, uh, and do damage there and keep the scoreboard ticking over Quite a change lineup as well to you today from the starting lineup, and you used a lot of subs. Are you happy that you got most of the squad has got a good run out now over the last two games? Exactly, every member of the of the squad now has seen some form of game time. Uh, obviously, look, we'll we'll go up to Galway, and again we'll we'll sit down, we'll see who's going well in training. Um, we'll also look at the players if if they're all if they're all fitting well, hopefully, and uh, yeah. Rotation wise today now, I, I we're pleased with it. Uh, we had a chat about it on Wednesday, and uh, every player now with the strength and depth that we have in the squad, every player is, is well able to slot into position. So uh, overall, it's justified, I think. Um, you're trying to string that full 60-minute performance together. Everyone is at this time of year, but it's understandable because of coming into the coming into the league with so little game time. Um, but how well do you think your team is adapting now? We're getting there. That's the thing. We we played 22 minutes there up in Tipperary um, just after half time we failed to score we didn't uh, we weren't clinical enough we didn't put the game to bed and because of that then it uh, it got a bit tight and uh, a bit stressful uh, that is Cork Intermediate Manager Camogie uh, Mark McCarthy talking to Ger McCarthy after Cork's win over Kerry in Division 2 this afternoon at Castle Road Cork 2-14 Kerry 5 points the final score afterwards Ger was also chatting to the captain Ashling Maloney Ashling, fantastic to see two wins on the board out of two. Um, you had it tough there in the first half against Kerry today, especially playing into that win, but much improved in the second. Yeah, definitely. You said it there, you know, into the wind, it's always hard going, and especially up in Castle Road, you know, we know the score here. We train here every week, so we know that the wind is, is strong here most of the time. And we knew as well that Kerry were going to be strong coming into this. You know, they beat Galway last weekend, and Galway are a very good side. So we knew we had a battle in our hands on our hands coming in today, but we're very happy to come out the right side of the result. A lot of changes in the lineup today, but everybody stood up and was counted, especially in that first half when Kerry had quite a lot of possession. Yeah, um, and especially in the first 15 minutes, you know, we were under pressure, as you say, Kerry were in, in our back line a lot. And um, it was great to get like more girls on the pitch as well. You know, the league is really an opportunity to blood in new girls. And I think we've 30 on the panel this year, so it's great for everybody to get a run out on the pitch. And, you know, it's for to get meaningful game time as well. You know, it's a great opportunity to use everybody and at the same time get wins. You know, you want wins under your belt as well. Um, your manager spoke about momentum that you're heading up to Galway even though you've already qualified but you want to keep that winning run going now yeah definitely you know um, I think if you win next weekend you get home advantage so that's definitely something we'll be going up looking for but we know definitely Galway are a very good side and I think we just checked in the dressing room there they beat Tipperary today as well so you know again we know that we will have a battle on our hands next weekend so it's back to the drawing board now again on Monday night and preparing ourselves for next weekend and it's away from home as well you know you're going up Galway know the score and with home advantage that is a big boost so we definitely know we'll be going up for a battle next weekend It's quite nice balance there's quite a lot of experience like yourself and a few younger girls that started today and more that even came on um, things are going really well for you yeah, uh, we're very happy so far. As you say, like we do have a lot of experience, but it's great to get new girls coming in as well, and I suppose to get the few younger ones as well is is great. I suppose I'm moving on in the years now myself, so it's great to have the young fast ones coming in. And that's Ashley Maloney there talking to Jer McCarthy after Cork's Camogie win um, in the Littlewoods Camogie League today, two fourteen to five points. Uh, just to update you again on the rugby, seventy nine minutes now on the clock. It's not looking too good for Ronan O'Gara and La Rochelle uh, to lose twenty two. 
La Rochelle 17 points there's 79 minutes on the clock in that game in the final of the Champions Cup elsewhere we're going to turn our attentions now to um Tag Republic and Sport returning. So, you know, Valerie cut up because Sport is returning with the directors of Tag Republic who are back in action next week, if anyone is interested. Uh, let's take a listen and maybe you can see how you can get involved. Joining me on the Big Red Bench this week is Rob Connellan and Billy O'Brien. They are directors of Tag Rugby, Tag Republic. It's great to get them on the show. I think with the country reopening and things getting back to normal, that sport is returning and we're happy to see the return of other sports. Rob, first of all, can you tell us a bit about yourself and maybe how you got into Tag Rugby? Yeah, sure. So thanks, Valerie. Um, so I'm a, a Clareman living in Cork now the last five and a half years. So I work in marketing in UCC, but I have been involved with Tag Rugby about 10 years now. Um, so when I was in Clare, I set up uh, Clare Tag Rugby and I kind of learned the, the behind the scenes of how it's all set up. And then as I moved down to Cork, then I kind of got involved. And then myself and Billy, uh, more in the last year, we kind of were chatting about setting up our own company doing it. And um, we were hoping to launch in January, but... COVID had other plans for us so, um, so that's kind of my background into it so look we, we have a lot of work done on it and we're just eager to kind of get going now Brilliant and Billy yourself are you at it as long as Rob? I'm a complete vet at this stage uh, I, I've been I've worked for the other, other associations the staff tag associations but I'm involved about 16 years all in like uh, as a referee um, um, and luckily enough uh, through um, the, another company we actually were able to, we to get involved in internationals and regionals and make it really interesting like uh, um, uh, I started with the MER as a referee and then kind of got, got wrangled into doing the tag uh, it wasn't my first option to start off with but then as I kind of got into it and understood all, what, it, what it actually had for people and what it provided for people it was great crack like you know and you can really see people uh, enjoying themselves on the pitch you can see people actually getting out there talking to people making new friends like you know it's, it, the social aspect of it has been amazing to be honest with you and even for me um, since I got involved uh, the whole core group of people that I've kind of Reft over the years have become friends as well, you know, uh, and that's been huge as well as a social aspect, like you know. Rob, what's the tag rugby scene like in Cork at the moment? It's healthy. It's really good. I guess um, <clears throat> in the last year, it's been <clears throat> kind of up and down with lockdown, so it's been very frustrating, not only ourselves but on the players as well. Because I think once there was lockdown, I think people were just eager for that social interaction, and uh, it was good when we got back last year. Um, but this year, it's doing really well there's a lot of people coming out of the woodwork there's some brand new people as well um considering so like tag is a kind of very multifaceted that you do have your kind of beginner to tag you've social intermediate and you've got your premiership and prem is kind of for those the most well-versed players um there's a huge international contingent in ireland so like our the tag rugby world cup will be in ireland it was supposed to be i think this summer um and but with covid it's been delayed um, so I'm not exactly sure when that's happening. It could be next summer, but we have a lot of internationals playing in Cork and the standard is very high. We have a few captains of Ireland as well, also based in Cork. Um, so it's really healthy. So hopefully like we're in Cork Con and the standard of players at that level is very good. But the majority is the kind of social kind of scene. And it is a lot of fun for people, as Billy was alluding to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is great for kind of getting to meet people. And I think hopefully come this few weeks time when we kick off, there will be a, a lot of people back playing. Yeah, it's it's good to hear that it's sounding healthy. But Billy, I think maybe tag rugby has got a lot of competition when it comes to other sports, you know, especially oh, being in Cork, like GA yeah. is probably number one for a lot of people. Yeah. So the competition yeah. is fierce. 
Well, yeah, well, I, I actually, uh, I'm a strength conditioning coach for Middleton uh, at Camogie as well. Uh, so uh, I know um, that there is a lot of competition there, but I think that the, the whole aspect of non-contact, uh, maybe that element kind of brings players across to playing tag. Um, we also have lots of players from different codes uh, that come playing with us. Like, And we've been very lucky, like even to see like international, women's international players playing with us, you know, um, uh, Cork players playing, uh, don't say the GA, but they're playing, uh, playing the tag with us. You know, we've been lucky to see a lot of players come and play with us and enjoy it and spread the word. Um, again, we're very aware that there's a lot of competition out there for, for sport. But what we're trying to kind of get into really is kind of, uh, as well as having the elite side of it, as Rob said, we kind of have the social element where players may have not may not be at the top level in their sports but then they have an aspect to come play with us and play, we say, and enjoy it and still be competitive in a game that has non-contact. And I think that I think that the whole thing is that the mixed element is great. I think when you can play uh, men and women together, it's brilliant because the social aspect is increased uh, and the whole idea of it being for everybody, it just helps to, you know, you take the competitive edge out of it sometimes. So then you don't have the, the whole idea of like people, there won't be no contact or like, you know, so the non-contact sports are probably great for that aspect of, of, of play, like, you know, yeah. and it includes everybody. Rob, what's the, like, what's the, maybe, like, what level of fitness do I need to be taking on rug, tag rugby? Like, do I need to be fit? Do I need to be of any, like, can I just show up and never have ran before? <laughs> yeah, if I do, you're every time you get asked that. Yeah, it's exactly, <laughs> to be overly fit, but it's really helpful um, to get fit. So I think the beauty of tag is that it's seven aside. So you, it's usually four guys and three girls on a pitch, but you have roll off and on against subs. So you, you'd see a lot of people, they go on, they make a quick run, they might run the length of the feet, for example, score a try, and you'll see them very quickly with their tags in the air, hoping someone please come on and give me a breather for five minutes. <laughs> uh, and I think we, we've all done that. I think um, there'll be a lot of fit people coming back, but there'll also be a lot, myself and Billy include us all that. 100%. The COVID, I wouldn't worry the about COVID stone that we've all had. The COVID oh, stone. The pandemic pounds. But no, I think it's a great way to get fit because it's at your own pace and there's no obligation. Like no one's going to be putting you under pressure. Um, so you can just literally come on for two minutes, do contribute to the game, and then you can come off again, take a breather if you want. Okay. What's a training session like, Billy? What am I showing up to have a Wednesday or Thursday night? Well, um, a lot of the players are training on their own. So like a lot of, uh, like um, there's uh, groups of our teams have organized uh, training sessions where they turn up and they train together. Like a lot of them will turn up and they want to train a lot. I mean, a lot of them will come onto the pitch. Um, some players won't have played, ever played. Uh, you have a lot of screeching and roaring uh, from people that start from scratch because uh, everyone's trying to explain to each other. Like they're trying to explain to each other. But you know, when you've got like six voices shouting at you, it's very hard to understand. So what we kind of say to players, be patient with each other, give each other a chance. Don't worry about it. You make mistakes. It's fine. It's a game. It's a bit of crack. It's a bit of fun. Uh, then you have the, uh, we say the more elite side of it. They'll always be training. They'll always be, they'll always get into groups. But, uh, and like, of course, with the, we say, as we said with COVID, no, we say coming on the other side of it. Hopefully, like uh, the Irish camps will start back now again. Um, and I think, you know, it could be wrong that it, uh, it was 2022 that the um, UL was put, was was penciled in for, for the World Cup. But uh, I know it, that all that's all dependent on what happens, we say, from here on in. But uh, yeah, training, yeah, I wouldn't worry so much about training. Uh, uh, come up, throw a ball around, play a, ball, a, bit of game, a bit of ball, have a bit of fun. And, and you know, don't worry too much about it. Don't. 
That is Valerie talking to the lads from Tag Republic. And if you're interested in getting involved, you can check them out online, Tag Republic. Um, and it wasn't to be today, unfortunately, for Ronan O'Gara with La Rochelle. A cracker of a game by all accounts, uh, but a finish two lose 22, La Rochelle 17, the final score in that game in the Champions Cup final um, this evening. And uh, let's just get you an update on the playoff semi-final as well in the football. Any goals there yet? There is 26. Six minutes on the clock and it's Swansea nil Barnsley nil um, so the winner of that game will join Brentford in the playoff final to possibly go up to the Premier League with all the cash and all the prestige of it for next season that is me out of time for this evening uh, tomorrow evening on the show Rory will be here I'll be joining him we'll be reflecting on the Cork game Cork and Westmeath down in Porky Cueve and the hurling tomorrow and of course Cork taking on Leash in the football this evening as well so we'd have reaction to both those games and plenty more on the bench from 6pm tomorrow for now though have a great Saturday night Stevie G is on the way Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie Cork's Red 